0: Hi, this is Dick Van Patten, and I'm the guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen
1: and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond... Ryan Zimrak.
0: Hi, this is Cliff Robertson. I would like to congratulate on screen and beyond. This is Bob Barker. Hi, this is Lee Majors. Hi, this is Don Grady of My Three Sons. Robbie Tugler. Hi, this is Bernie Casey. Hi, folks. This is James Drury. Hi, this is Doctor Demento. Hello, this is Stephanie Powers. Hi, I'm Robert Wagner. Hi, this is Fran Darke. Hi, I'm Robert Vaughn. Hi, this is Lindsay Wagner. I am Shadow Stevens, and you're listening to The Legendary On Screen and Beyond.
1: Welcome to the 100th episode of On Screen and Beyond. We've had so many great guests on this show, and uh, we have so many more coming. And this week... On our 100th show, we have Dick Van Patten joining us. That's right. He was the father on Eight is Enough, and he has a book out, and he's going to tell us some great stories. I met Dick a couple of years ago. He was a wonderful person then. He's just as nice now, and he's coming up in just a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. I also want to remind you to check out us on Facebook. We are now there. Finally, we have gotten around to doing that, and you can become a fan. We've had uh, a few people sign up already, uh, not sign up, but just, you know, do whatever you do to get to be a fan. And uh, check us out there, and we're have uh, we going to be starting a little discussion thing on there, too, so you might want to check that out. And also, you can check us out on MySpace, where you can become a friend. And, of course, go to OnScreenyBeyond.com and check out our poll. This week, uh, our poll is, which movie do you think will become the Oscar winner for this year? And we have a list of all ten movies. You can click on the one you want and see how it comes out. We'll see if uh, the listeners of Beyond can pick... The Oscar winner. So, that's a few things that are going on. And like I say, Dick Van Patten's coming up in a few minutes. He's such a nice guy. And there's so many things he's going to talk about. It's coming up right here. Right now, let's check out what's coming your way as far as movies coming in theaters and on DVD in the month of March. Please hang up and try again. Well, as far as March releases, it looks like Alice in Wonderland from Disney and Tim Burton starring Johnny Depp retells the story of Alice on her adventures, and it comes to theaters on March 5th. Also on March 5th, look for Brooklyn's Finest, with Richard Gere, Don Cheadle, Ethan Hawke, and Wesley Snipes in a film that tells the story of a group of Brooklyn cops that are drawn together to one deadly location, and it's rated R. She's Out of My League is rated R and comes to theaters on March 12th. It's about an average Joe who suddenly finds out that a beautiful woman has fallen for him. And Jude Law and Forrest Whitaker, starring Repo Men. And it's a story about a company who has developed mechanical organs to greatly improve human lives, but if you don't pay the bill, the expensive bill, they send the Repo Men after you, and they retrieve the organs regardless of the effects on the person. It's rated R, and it comes out on March 19th. Also on March 19th, well, we're looking at a movie of a remake of a book. And it's called Diary of a Wimpy Kid. And it comes to the big screen also on March 19th. And let's see, what else do we have here? The Runaways tells the stories of the 70s all-girl band The Runaways. And it stars Kristen Stewart and Dakota Fanning. It's rated R and arrives on March 19th. And How to Train Your Dragon is released on March 26th. It's rated pg and it features the voices of Gerard Butler and America Ferrera. And finally, Hot Tub Time Machine comes to theaters on March 26. It's rated R and it stars John Cusack, Crispin Glover and Chevy Chase. That's about it for movie releases coming to theaters in March and coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming away as far as TV DVD releases right here on On Screen and Beyond. As far as TV DVD releases, we got a whole bunch of them coming out in March. Have Gun, Will Travel, uh, Season 4, Volume 1 is coming out, as well as Matlock, Season 4 with Andy Griffith. They both come to DVD on March 2nd. On March 9th, look for The Commish as it arrives on DVD, as well as The Virginian Season 1, Part 1, and Season 1, Part 2. And Season 1 of The Scarecrow and Mrs. King comes your way on March 9th. And Ten Speed and Brown Shoe, the complete series, and Wanted Dead or Alive Season 2 also come out on March 9th. March 16th, you can look for Hawaii 5 and Monk Season 8 and South Park Season 13 are all coming out on March 16th. March 23rd, Father Knows Best Season 4, as well as Mad Men season three come your way and on march 30th look for the avon costello show the complete series collector's edition and Rhoda, season two and sports night season one of course there's other things coming out on dvd but we're just trying to give you the, the the major ones that are coming as well as movies that are coming out coming up next movies on dvd right here on on screen and beyond <laughs> Well, as far as movies on DVD coming out in March, on March 2nd, you can look for 2012 with John Cusack, Ponyo with uh, a Disney release there, and Where the Wild Things Are is going to be coming out on that date. And on March 9th, you can look for Up in the Air, that's one of the Oscar nominees, and Planet 51, Old Dogs, and another Oscar nominee, Precious that's about it for movies coming out on DVD for March. As I said, there's always a lot more coming your way. But uh, those are the ones that uh, we're throwing out at you. And uh, if you want to look at uh, what's coming on as far as other ones, keep your eyes out and your ears because there will be more coming out. But like I said, these are the major ones. All right, that's about it for the update from On Screen be Beyond as far as movies coming out in March on TV, DVD, and in the theater. Coming up next, our 100th interview. And our guest is none other than Dick Van Patten. He's coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today we have the honor of a true TV icon joining us. He started his career as a child actor on Broadway, went on to radio, TV, movies, and then his role as Tom Bradford on 8 is Enough left an impression in the hearts and minds of people everywhere. He has a new book out called 80 is Not Enough. It's Dick Van Patten. Welcome to On Screen and Beyond, Dick. Uh, Thank you very much. It's such a pleasure to have you on. Um, I've always enjoyed your movies and your your TV shows and everything, and it's just a, such a pleasure uh, to have
0: you here. Oh, that's nice to hear. I appreciate it.
1: You have your new book out, and I just wanted to uh, first touch on that a little bit, and then we'll we'll go into other things. But the book just came out this month, correct? Yes, that's right. I had a chance to read it, and it's just a fascinating story. It's it's. Oh, I'm glad you like this. It it it's always interesting to hear what's going on and how how you came to be you know in the in the business and everything. <laughs> and um one thing I noticed in the book um and and I have to I'm going to start off with this because this is such a a, a wonderful part. Um you have been married for 56 years? Yes, 56 years. I mean, that is so rare in Hollywood.
0: <laughs> I know it is. You know. <laughs> I got lucky. <laughs> There's a lot of luck involved in marriages.
1: Yeah. I mean, you always hear, you know, people, oh, they're celebrating their third anniversary. <laughs> you <know?
0: laughs>
1: but you can multiply that quite a few times.
0: Oh, boy, and how. Yeah. She was a June Taylor dancer on the Jackie Gleason show. Ah. They were very popular then. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, she's real, they're, they're all pretty, but she was one of the prettiest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, is that where you met her?
0: Yes. Uh, I was on a show called I Remember Mama. Mm-hmm. This was in 1949. And we used to rehearse in the studio from 10 to 1. Then at 1 o'clock, Jackie Gleason, we used to leave at 1 o'clock, and Jackie Gleason came in with the, with his show and the Jew Taylor Dancers. So I hung around one day because I knew they were all pretty, and I saw her walking in the door, and I went up and I started to talk to her. And a year later, we were married.
1: <laughs> really? Uh, year? Well, did... did when you saw her, did you know right then and there?
0: Yeah, she was the prettiest one coming through the door. Yeah. But I had a horrible thing happen. I went up and I said, hello, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I, So she said, I'm Pat Poole. And I said, oh, I said, uh, are you engaged or anything? Are you, I said, are you married? And she said, no, but I am engaged. I got sick. Uh, so it took me about six months to break that up. And I finally did. <laughs> and we got married.
1: So now... um. Of course, you had been, by that time, you had been in the business for a while. Did she know who you were when when you introduced yourself?
0: Yes. In fact, we sat next to each other in the 7th and 8th grade when we were 12 years old. Oh. Yeah, in the 7th and 8th grade. And she said that to me. She said, aren't you Dickie Van Patten? I said, yes. She said, don't you remember? We used to sit next to each other in the 7th grade. I said, oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're Pat Poole. And then I remembered, you know?
1: Yeah. Huh. That's it's amazing how things turn, you know, I mean, what yeah. goes around, comes around like that. <laughs> huh. uh Now, I also noticed in your book that um, you just had a short segment where you mentioned about um, Jimmy Durante.
0: Oh, but he, my grandfather was a very close friend of his. They grew up on Catherine Street on the Lower East Side in New York City, mm-hmm. and uh, they were close friends. And then one, one day I went to Las Vegas and he was appearing at the Dunes Hotel. And I went backstage afterwards. He didn't know me. And I said, would you tell... The, I said to the doorman, I said, I'd like to see Jimmy Durante. He said, who's calling? I said, well, just tell him it's, it's Vincent Cerner's grandson. And he said, all right. And about five minutes later, he came downstairs. And he said, "Vincent's Vincent Cerner's grandson. What can I do for you? And he meant it. I think if I had asked him for anything, he would have done it.
1: Wow. And he was
0: so nice. What a wonderful man. They say he was one of the nicest guys in show business, you know? Really?
1: Now, you you had mentioned that when um, your uh, grandfather knew him, uh, he was a singing waiter? Yeah, Coney
0: Island, Coney Island, Coney Island. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wow. And now, had you met him at all with, with your grandfather back then?
0: Never met him. No. Hmm. Always wanted to. You know, my grandfather used to tell me stories about them when they were kids and all, but I never did meet him until that night backstage at the at the Dunes Hotel.
1: Wow, that's that's something that he would you know, um, you know, be remember and go you know go to to see you after all that time. Yeah. 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 Sounds like a nice guy. Of course, we can bounce around here. Uh, there's all kinds of things. The book is so full of different stories. You know, I wanted to
0: tell you one thing. You know, sure. when I was seven years old when I was the first Broadway show I was in uh, on Broadway. I had a pretty big part. I played Melvin Douglas's son. But anyway, when I see seven-year-old kids today. I can't believe that I did that at seven years old. <laughs> I'm In front of 2,000 people to do those big parts and everything. Right. Always ama- I, I am amazed at myself that I did that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I used to go from one show to another. As soon as one show closed, my mother would get me into another show. And it was all because of my mother. Yep. She was a real stage mother and very aggressive. But thank God she was because I've had a fun life, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, I was amazed that um, when I think it... Was it you and your grandmother
0: that went out to, to the California? To California,
1: but your mother didn't go,
0: right? No, my mother didn't go, but she said to my grandmother, Now you take him uh, to, uh, to MGM. And uh, the, my hairdresser said that his brother is a makeup man there, and he, he'll he get him in there and all. And of course, it never happened. We tried to get in, we couldn't. So my mother was always mad at my grandmother for never getting me into MGM. Yeah. But we sent a letter. I don't know whether this, you know, I don't think this is in the book. We sent a letter to Stan Laurel, because he was on the contract to, uh, oh God, I can't think of it. The, the Laurel and Hardy, were. And the, our gang comedies, yep. were under the contract, I can't think of who, Hal Roach, Hal Roach. Roach was the man, and so we sent a letter to Stan Laurel, saying, could you get me into the, our gang comedies, and he sent a lovely letter back, saying, no, I'm sorry, I can't, but you look like a cute little tyke, and oh, I hope you have a good career, I still have the letter.
1: Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. From wow. Stan Laurel. jeez. Yeah. In fact, we had one of the um the original Our Gang uh kids, now no longer a kid, <laughs> on well, our who show. Who was it? Um I'm trying to think what her name was. Uh oh,
0: it was the girl, huh? Yeah,
1: it was it was the 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 girl with the the curly hair. Um yeah. oh boy, I I feel awful that I can't well, remember. they
0: were all good. They were wonderful yeah. kid actors.
1: Yeah, and, and she was uh, I I saw her and she was doing good and we did an interview with her and she was uh, um you know, they're doing uh, quite well.
0: Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that.
1: Now, uh, I also noticed that, uh, you know, you've, I mean, you've worked with just about everybody. <laughs> yes. Uh, when you were, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, did you realize? Uh, some of the people that you were working with, like well, you know, Tallulah yeah, Bank. Well, the way here.
0: I did, because my mother drummed it into me. She would say, now you're working with Tallulah Bankhead. She's one of the most famous people in the, co- in the country. Now you be nice to her. you know." So I, I was sort of aware that these people were very important, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My mother drummed it into me. <laughs> did
1: it make you nervous at all?
0: A little bit, yes. I, you know, I, Also in the book, if you read it, that, that's one time that Frederick March yelled at me and said I was doing something wrong mm-hmm. I was really upset about that you know Yeah, I felt terrible yeah <laughs> jeez.
1: and uh, now of course Lynn later on when you were you know got into movies and TV and things like that I mean you worked with uh, uh, Kirk Douglas
0: oh well I worked with him on Broadway in a play called Kiss and Tell mm-hmm. he had a big part he had two lines and then about a year later I was in another Broadway show called The Wind is 90 and he was in that and he had a bigger part and that's uh, how. Uh, that's what he was discovered and became a movie star from that show. Yeah. So I knew Kirk Douglas and, real well.
1: And he and he got you in trouble.
0: <laughs> he, he, he graduated from what?
1: But he got you in trouble when when uh, he, they played that joke on you.
0: No, What joke in, is that? In your book, where where you ended
1: up getting a, getting a tattoo?
0: Oh, that was up in Boston. Yeah, we were in the show. <laughs> the wind is ninety. That's right and i got the tattoo and i got all i was playing a boy scout i was 12 years old and he was with short sleeves and i was going to go on the stage you know with a tattoo you don't see boy scouts tattoo right so they had to put makeup <laughs> on it and cover it all up yeah they were all angry at me uh. <laughs> that, that was stupid <laughs> sometimes you do crazy things <laughs> yeah
1: um now another thing uh the actors that you worked with um uh, that I was surprised because I I, I didn't know about uh, Luke Costello.
0: I never worked with Luke Costello, but I used to play poker. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Every he time would... he came to New York to do a show, he would call me up. He was living at the Essex house, and he would say, get up a game, get up a poker game. And I would get up a game, we would all go up to his suite, and we would play poker till about 3 o'clock in the morning. And uh, he wasn't, he used to lose all the time, too, so everybody was very anxious to play with him. <laughs> <laughs> he was was another nice man yeah
1: I was amazed uh, because I didn't know that um, the day his son died
0: yeah he went on that night he went on stage he didn't have to go on but a lot of actors called him up and said listen I'll do the show for you tonight if you want and he said no no I'll do it it'll help me forget what happened and he did it uh, yeah, that was always surprised. I don't think I could do that. I know. That, that's some people have a different way of forgetting things, I guess. Right.
1: Know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Henry
0: Fonda, as I said in the book, Henry Fonda did the same thing. Hmm. When his wife died, he went on that night.
1: Yeah. Boy, oh, boy. I, I, that, that's, that really takes something. But like you say, everybody deals with... With the, in a different
0: way. Different yeah, ways. I, I could not do that, no.
1: Yeah.
0: Boy. Uh, I'd be knocked out. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, now, uh, one of the shows... Uh, the I Remember Mama. Yes. Now, that was, I mean, that was at the beginnings of, of sitcom TV.
0: 1949, everything was live TV then, you know, and we went on every Friday night at 8 o'clock, and we did it for nine years, from 1949 to 1958. It was a big hit show. It was the number one show on CBS. It was the head of Lucy, it was the head of Ed, Ed Sullivan. It was one of the best shows ever.
1: hmm yeah. Now, being live, uh, did you find it difficult to remember your lines, or did they, was there ever any mix-ups where people forgot their it
0: lines? It was a mix-up once. You, after you did your part, let's say you were through after the third scene, then you would go to your dressing room and get dressed and go home. You, you didn't have to be there for the end of the show because you already did your part. Mm-hmm. And one night, a terrible thing happened. When I think about it, I start to laugh. Judson Lair, who played Papa on the show... After his second scene, he went up to the dressing room, got dressed, and he left. And when he was in his taxi cab going home, he said, Oh, my God, I'm in the last scene. I forgot all about it. So, of course, he rushed back. It was too late. He rushed back to the place. And what happened, the scene was between the whole family and Papa, and Papa wasn't there. He was in the taxi cab going home. So the director stood outside the window from the, like, from the backyard, uh, and he, he yelled the lines of the of Justin Lays. We did the whole scene, but he had to yell the line. The director had to yell the lines from off the set, so it was very strange. I think hmm. the audience must have wondered what's going on here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, so how how many seasons did that run? From forty nine
0: to fifty eight, nine years.
1: Geez, wow. that's a lot. And now, was it? Similar to what the well, I know they're not similar to what they do now for a season because the, sometimes a season nowadays is like six shows. But but was it like a thir- twenty or 30 shows or no,
0: 39 shows? And wow. we were off 13 weeks in the summer. Wow, you're right, it was thir- 39 shows a year,
1: so that's a lot a yeah. lot different than that. <laughs> plus, yeah. it was live, so wow, that makes uh, that makes things a lot more difficult. That I'm sure that was a
0: popular show, people loved that show, yeah, they really did.
1: Gee. Now, is that
0: available on DVD? I don't think so. Maybe. I don't think it yeah, is. I no, know. I don't think it is. Yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I they, don't think it is is Enough" is available either. Oh, really? See, I didn't check to it's see it. It's not available. I don't know why. I think it would be very popular, but for some reason, it's not on DVD. Huh. That's that's.
1: Sometimes you don't know. You know, it's kind of funny how they release DVDs.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> But I'm sure. I'm sure at some point it'll be coming out. Uh, yeah,
0: because it would do so well. P- you know, people grew up with that show. Oh the yeah. The time they were kids till they were in their early twenties. You know.
1: Yeah. I mean, I put out on our website that uh, you were going to be a guest on the show, and I told people they could send in emails and ask you questions. I uh, have hundreds of questions that really? people. <laughs> of course, oh, we're not going to get them all serious. in.
0: That's good.
1: <laughs> we won't be able to get them all in, but I <laughs> picked, picked a few. Um, and if you don't mind, I'll ask you, you know, a couple of them.
0: Oh, that'll be fine, sure.
1: Um, let's see here. Uh, okay, we have one here. It's from a Tom from Cincinnati, and he asks, um, he understands that you lived next door at one time to Michael Jackson, Jackson. 5.
0: Yes. Here's the... what happened. We came from New York in 1969, and we took a house on Queens Row. We rented it. And the same day that we moved in, next door, this family with... With the, All these kids moved in next door, and they were coming, now I forget the city where Michael Jackson came from, very famous.
1: Indiana. Gary,
0: Indiana. Yeah. They had just come from Gary, Indiana, and we had just come from New York. <laughs> and my kids started to play with them every day, and uh, they were together all the time. And then I remember one day Michael Jackson came running into our house. He said, Mrs. Van Patten, Mrs. Van Patten, we got a, we're on record, we're gonna record we've got a record going. He was all excited. And they let me tell you, they were the nicest kids I've ever met. Really? Michael Jackson, they don't come any nicer than him. He was so sweet, just a wonderful person. He he really was. And the other kids were just as great. And the mother was nice. The father was uh he was just average, but the other, the mother and the kids were really lovely people.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: geez. Yeah. do Do you ever see any of them anymore? Or? I see Dwayne all the time. Mm-hmm. Dwayne comes over here all the time, and he plays tennis with my son Nels. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And now, now uh, are you uh, as big a tennis fan as your son is? Yes. Yeah.
0: My father got me into it, and I got my kids into it, and of course, the one son, Vincent. He became one of the top players in the world. Right. Yeah. You know, he beat everybody: McEnroe, Garolitis, Roscoe <laughs> Tanner. He beat them all. That's amazing. But Bjorn Borg, he beat twice.
1: Now, I also understand that uh, you you uh, you mentioned it when you played cards with Lou Costello. Uh, have you always loved playing cards?
0: I do like it. I like poker. Yeah. I like. I love poker. I don't like this new poker. Uh, I can't even think of the name of it. Uh, it's a new game they play on TV. My son is the commentator on the show. They call it the World Poker Tour. Mm-hmm. And yep. Vincent Van Patten is the commentator. And They call it Texas Hold'em. Yes. And I don't like that game. Uh, I, I, I like the old-fashioned seven-card stud and five-card stud and draw poker. I don't go for Texas Hold'em for six points. Uh, yep. For some reason, I don't go for it. Yeah, But I still play the other games.
1: <laughs> uh. Um. I have another email here from Karen from Toronto, Canada. She says, one of my favorite movies is Soylent Green with Charlton Heston and Edward G. Robinson. All right. Um, and you were in there. Uh, was it uh, was it a, a good experience working with Charlton Heston and Edward G. Robinson? Oh, it was
0: wonderful. I used to play. After that, like, I got very friendly with Charlton Heston, and we used to play tennis all the time. But I forget now whether I mentioned in the book about Edward G. Robinson. You know, I, I met him, and the scene in the pictures. I had to take him to his death. I had to say, "Come with me," and then he followed me. And I and I take him, and he I take him to his death. And the next that night, he really did die. The next, it was not it's eerie, but that happened. Wow. When he was shooting, he saw him in green. After the last scene, he had to do. He died that night. And then I remember coming to work the next day, and Charles and Heston said, "I have very sad news." He said uh, uh, Mr. Robinson died last night we were all shocked, but it was his last scene, so
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know the picture uh, the picture was good. I enjoyed that picture
1: too. yeah, yeah and, and and he was such a classic I mean
0: oh he was oh when I got to work the first day he called me over and he said, I hear that you worked with the Lutz with Alfred Lunt and Lynn Fontaine and I said yes." He said, well, I worked with them, too. Long before I became a movie actor, he said, I worked with them. And he said, I learned a lot from them. And he said that to me here. Yeah. Hmm. Jeez. Yeah. Now, um,
1: so you and Charlton Heston got to be now good... He
0: just f- said you got a letter from Toronto.
1: Yeah, that was Toronto, Canada. Day, yeah.
0: My son, Jimmy, left today for Toronto. He's shooting a movie up there called Saw. Oh. Saw so 3, it is. Huh. I said, he just left today. They're going to start shooting hey. tomorrow up in Toronto.
1: Hmm, what a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now, uh, you, I understand you also live next door or, or not live next door, but you were good friends with Farrah Fawcett.
0: Yes, my wife's best friend. And she and Michael Jackson died on the same day, June 26th. It was a horrible day for my oh, wife. I'll tell you that. I'm sure it she was. She couldn't believe it. She was so close to Michael Jackson and her best friend was Farrah Fawcett. Farrah was over here every day. You would have liked her. She's very smart and nice girl and very, very smart. Hmm. And, nice, so, so, uh, and a great sense of humor. Did she know your wife before? No, here's how it happened. My son, Vincent, was in a TV series. He was a child actor like me, mm-hmm. and it was called Apple's Way. Yes. And when, when when a little boy under 18 is in the show, you have to have a guardian go with him to the set if they're under 18. So my wife would have to go to work with Vincent every day. He was about nine years old, and she would have to sit on the set. And one day they had a part for this girl who was unknown, Farrah Force, and she did the part. She be, well, she became very friendly with my wife that day, and they became close friends ever since. They hmm. were together almost every day. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It
1: must have been devastating. You were,
0: Farrah was a very smart girl and very nice. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but it is amazing that they would both die on the same day. Gosh. Oh, geez.
1: Yeah. Uh, now, one of the movies that you did... Uh, and and I was, I've always liked this movie. It's not what you would call a blockbuster movie, but uh, the the lead actor did win an Oscar for his, his role
0: in it. Um, Charlie with I love Cliff Charlie. Robertson. I love that picture. I oh, love yeah. Cliff Robertson. It was wonderful in it. Yeah,
1: he was a guest on our show. Uh, oh really? Our, in fact, our fiftieth show. He was the uh, no kidding, the guest. wonderful man. Very well.
0: Nice. I, you're so right about Charlie. It was a very good movie. And it was, it was a, the whole subject was fascinating, you know? Mm, Yes. And we shot it up in Boston. I remember that I was up there for eight weeks in Boston. Yeah.
1: When you were in Boston, did you did you go get another tattoo? Like you no, did no, you... <laughs> I
0: stayed far away from that tattoo, Paula. <laughs> you didn't go back to
1: remember. And... <laughs> hey.
0: You want to hear something terrible? I hope the people out there that are tattooed won't get mad at me. But did you know that ninety percent of the men on death row are tattooed? Oh, really? Yes. <laughs>
1: That's a fact. Wow. Another thing that I, when I was reading your book, uh I came across uh, it, it's funny because uh, when I see people that we've interviewed on our show um and you've worked with them it's always interesting to bring that up. Um I noticed that you worked on As the World Turns with Mark Rydell. Yes. Who of course is now a director um and Mark was I, I spent a few days with Mark actually uh, yeah. last year and um, I
0: made a terrible mistake on that show too. <laughs> Yes. I think I mentioned it in the book. Yes,
1: you did. <laughs>
0: Mark Wright was on the show every week, and I just came in for one day to play a doctor, and I had to examine him. And I, I, I put the, you're supposed to put the thing that you hear the heart mm-hmm, in, your next, in your ears, and I forgot. I left it around my neck, <laughs> and I'm, I got it on his heart, and I'm saying, yes, very good. And he's trying to tell me he's supposed to be knocked out. He's trying to tell me, put them on your ears. Stethoscope. I forgot to put the stethoscope in my ears, so I played the whole scene with it around my neck and telling him how good his heart is going and everything. <laughs> now, Another terrible. Mistake. And back
1: there, that was live, right? But
0: in all those years, you know, you've got to make a few mistakes. <laughs> yeah,
1: but that was live TV at that time, but right?
0: Live TV. Yeah, yes. the audience must have thought I was nuts.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, you know, probably the uh, the audience may not even have noticed.
0: Well, maybe, but they were just around my neck, so let's hope they didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, but yeah the book has got so many different things in it and the stories are just so fascinating it's uh you know i highly recommend that people uh get the book and i'm going to put a link on our site so people uh, can go directly to get the book if they'd like oh,
0: that's so nice yeah. well actually not because it's my book but i do think it's interesting because uh, my whole life has been in show business so so many strange things happen that it would make an interesting book, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's good, yeah. Now, I liked you... it
1: myself. I liked the book. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever regretted going into show business?
0: No. My I had nothing to do with it. My mother was a stage mother. She got me into it. And thank God, I had the most wonderful life. i traveled all over the world. I met the most interesting people. And I really have had a fun time. So I've never, never regretted being in show business.
1: Now, with with your kids, did you... Sort of push them at
0: all, like you know,
1: uh, or did you just well, let them I had, decide? No,
0: I, I had so much fun that I got my sons into it too, mm-hmm. and they they did. Vincent did very well, yep. and oh, the yeah. other two did just fair, but but Vincent really did well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's still working every day on that world poker tour. He's the commentator. Yeah, that's the main thing. Keep working. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, his wife. I don't know whether his wife is the star of the young and restless. Her name is uh, uh, Eileen Davidson, and she's been on the Young and Restless for about 10 years, and she's married to my son, Vincent. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's nice.
1: Ah. Now, um... There's you know, so many other movies. I mean, looking through your your credits, you you just have so many TV shows and everything. Uh, now I I noticed, and and we'll get to uh, eight is enough, of course, because people you know are always interested in that show. Um, but um, some of the more recent things that you you did, uh, you I see that you've appeared with Weird Al Yankovic on. Oh he,
0: yeah, for some reason he likes me, and he <laughs> he called me up. I don't I didn't even know him, and he called me up out of the blue. And he said, I'd like you to be on my show. I want you to be on the show doing something funny, eating a hot dog or something like that. So he had me on his show. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then he sends me a Christmas card every year. He's very, been very nice to me. Yeah. I don't really know him that well, but he's had me on about three of his shows. Yeah,
1: And you were in some of his videos for his yes. songs? Uh, Smells Like Nirvana and Bedrock Anthem, I think.
0: Right, exactly, yes. Yeah, yeah. Huh. He has a big following because people always come up to me and say, "I saw you on Al Yankovic." Al Yankovich, you know.
1: Yeah. Now, uh, speaking of, of, of that, he, you know, he, he's into comedy and things. And you've done comedy, you've done drama and everything. Do you have a preference of comedy or drama?
0: Well, I think uh, I think comedy is more difficult, but I prefer it. Mm-hmm. I like to do comedy. It's more of an achievement, I think. Really? Yeah. Now, what and about? No, go ahead. To just play a straight part, it's much simpler, I think, you know? Yeah. yeah.
1: Now, what about stage or movies and TV? Uh, any preference over one over the other?
0: Uh, you know, I, I, most actors say, oh, I love the live stage, I love the theater. Mm-hmm. I, I would say I like them both equally. Really, uh, yeah. I, I enjoy doing a TV show or a movie, Uh I think it's just as much fun, and I love being on the stage too, but I enjoyed them both equally, I think. Yeah. But most actors always say, oh, I love the live audience, but it doesn't make that much difference to me. Yeah, yeah. Huh.
1: Uh, now, uh, you've been in several Mel Brooks films.
0: I did four of
1: them. And Yeah, um, and uh, I was trying to think of all, all the Men in Tights. Men in t- sp- Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah. Uh, Spaceballs. Spaceballs. High Anxiety. High Anxiety, and then I did a TV
0: series for him called... Uh, uh, when, Things when Things Were Rotten. When Things Were Rotten, right. Yes, yes. And... Uh, it was not a hit, and he was so shocked that it wasn't. He he said people are standing in line to get into my to pay to get into movies, and I'm giving them free TV in their living room, and they cancel the show. He was always very upset about that. And he's right; it was a very good show. I think it was ahead uh, of its time. Yeah, I, it was very funny.
1: I, I remember that show, and I I enjoyed it. I, oh, I'm
0: glad you remember it. Oh
1: yes, yeah, it was yeah. good. I was always uh, I I I, I like shows like that uh yeah you know. i wonder
0: why they canceled that i don't it just didn't get ratings for some reason i don't understand it
1: yeah but it was
0: good you're right it was a yeah. good show yeah it
1: was funny i i you know i always enjoyed that well
0: anyway since then i've become a very close friend of bell brooks and he's been very good to me as you as you notice and uh, he's a very funny man to work for oh, we mind. were giggling on the set every time when he's the director you never stop laughing really huh. he keeps you laughing all the time <laughs>
1: Did you know, Mel,
0: before you you started working? Yes, I did. I played tennis with him. Every Sunday, we used to play tennis up at the Merv Griffin's house, and uh, we all used to play, and Gene Wilder and Alan Alder. It was a whole bunch of us. And one day, Mel Brooks said to me, I'm doing a new TV series, and I'd like you to play Friar Tuck. I said, what do you mean? Friar Tuck is a big, fat man. I'm not fat. He said, no, but you have a fat man's face. And he said, we pad you. We could put pillows and everything, and you'll, you'll look good. You have a fat man's face. I said, what do you mean I have a fat man's face? He said, you have a very round face, and you could be a fat man even though you're not. So he put that's how it all started, from the tennis.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Now, uh, the other night, uh, just I think it was yesterday or, or the day before, uh, Spaceballs was on TV, and I sat down and watched it again. And you—you uh, you were a riot in that—that that film.
0: Uh, thanks a lot. It,
1: it's uh, it was thank a, you. A funny movie.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, little kids, eight, nine years old, come up to me all the time. Oh, you're from the Spaceballs. They kids love that movie. Yep, King really Roland. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, uh, let's see. I have a, 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 an email here that uh, somebody has sent in. Oh, good. And this one is from Tina. And she is asking, uh, where is it here? I just lost it. Okay, Tina. I was trying to see where she was from. She is, uh, she was emailing in from Mexico. Oh. And she says that uh, she always enjoyed Robin Hood Men in Tights uh, with Mel Brooks, and she wants to know, um, can you tell us a little about the behind the scenes things that went on in Robin Hood Men in Tights?
0: Well. I'm trying to think of something funny that happened. We had to shoot up at the Disney Ranch, and it's up in, the, up in the country, in the woods. Remember, there were a lot of... When I married them, I played the... Remember when... The Men and Tights. When I, remember, I, I played that scene where I married them, and it was outside, and we were out in the woods and everything. And there, there was a scene... There was a scene when... Uh, I'm trying to think. Of, oh, I figured there was a live fox in the scene. And, and they got a man to, to, to come in with an animal and uh, to, to, to play the live fox. I forget what the reason was. And he put the live fox down in the center. The live fox ran off into the woods, and they couldn't find it. And I'm wondering why we had to have a fox. There was some scene where we had a fox in the scene. Anyway, they never found the fox. He ran off into the woods, and that was the end of him. Hmm. So uh, maybe he got happy again.
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, another Mel Brooks one uh, where, That you appeared in. in In fact, I have an autographed um, album Of High Anxiety that you autographed for me I met you a few years ago oh. At a film festival uh, And Cloris Leachman was there Oh, right And Cloris was there And uh, you both signed it for me uh, Oh So High Anxiety uh, Was that a fun one to work on?
0: Yes, I, I, I liked it a lot it was it was a lot of fun. And Claus Leachman has been a great friend. She got me into a, a Broadway. I was in a show called Showboat for a year in Chicago, mm-hmm. and she got me the job. She called Hal Prince up and she said, "You know who would be very good in the, as the lead in Showboat?" And he said, "Who?" And she said, "Dick Van Patten." She said, "You should call him." And he said, "Well, I don't know him, but I'll, I'll take him when you say so." So I got that job for one year in Showboat. And I got her through Cloris Leichtman. Huh? Wow. So she was a great friend.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, now I also understand from the book that um, you dated Rita Moreno.
0: Yes, yeah, that's going way back. Here, that was here.
1: before you were
0: uh, you were
1: both famous.
0: No, I was. Well, I was doing. Well, I you were, yeah. Mama, And she was not famous. Carlos, you remember the actor Ricardo Montalban? Oh yes. Well, I was very close with his friend, his brother, Carlos Carlos Montalban. And Carlos Montalban said a young actress, you should meet her. She's beautiful," he said. "I'll, I'll fix it. Up. I'll fix you up with the date," and that's how I met her. And she was beautiful, and she was. She had just come from Puerto Rico with her mother. Mm-hmm. She and her mother. And, uh, that's how I met her. Yeah, so, and I did go with her for a while. Yeah, that
1: was in New York.
0: New York, yeah. yes.
1: Yeah, when New- and she
0: was not famous at all. Yeah, it was all. Be- she had just gotten here about six months. You know. Yeah, it's and she f- was really pretty.
1: Yeah, and it's funny how you know i mean you became famous she became famous <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> yeah lucky now uh, also um another thing that you you've done uh most recently in 2007 um you you wrote another book called totally terrific tv trivia yes it didn't do that well though yeah i um uh, you know i did it I, with research i i came across that and oh, i had to it oh you did
0: but well, I, I thought it would be interesting, but for some reason the public just didn't grasp onto it. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, Maybe I, I was
0: wrong. <laughs>
1: no, it's uh, this this show. We talk a lot about TV trivia and things uh-huh. like that. And um, uh, is that book still available?
0: Yes, it is
1: still available. It yeah. is. Yeah. Um, and, and what? Uh, is this something that you were interested in,
0: uh, TV yeah, trivia? Yeah, I always was interested in TV trivia. Yeah? You know, I, I, yeah, and movies trivia, too, I love. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Huh.
0: I always think it's fascinating that uh, Casablanca, one of the greatest movies ever made, it wasn't supposed to be uh, Ingrid Bergman and Paul Henry. It was supposed to be uh, Anne Sheridan and Ronald Reagan. Did you know that? No, I didn't. They were, they were supposed to do it. And at the last minute, they changed it. But it hmm. was originally supposed to be Ronald Reagan and, and, uh, and Anne Sheridan. Huh.
1: And you, you wonder if, with different characters, if the movie would have become the classic that it did. That's right. You know, I mean, it's it's one of those things where you wonder, you know, what would happen to it then?
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know. And then the other thing, another interesting piece of uh, trivia, is that... Um, it, George Raff became a very good friend of mine out here. Wow. And we were together we used to go to races together and everything. And uh he was offered the the Maltese Falcon mm-hmm. over Humphrey Bogart. Okay. They wanted him and he turned it down. He said it's one of the worst mistakes I ever made. <laughs> he turned that part down. It was supposed to be him instead of Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> now have you ever uh rejected uh a, 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 no my you know my my mother was a stage mother and she always said to me don't ever turn a job down don't ever <laughs> so i've never turned anything down maybe that's why i keep working i, I accept everything
1: wow yeah <laughs> huh yeah because you wonder you hear stories like that where people will say you know they've they should have been that part. They, they could have had it, but they rejected it. And no,
0: I've done them all. I've done, I never turned anything down. Yeah.
1: Now, you, you did some Disney films, didn't you?
0: I did seven films for Disney. Seven? Okay. I, I wow. we' seven? Yeah. Um, the, uh, uh, the Strongest Man in the World. Yes. And Freaky Friday. Oh. Uh, I can't think of them all. Uh,
1: Gus. With Gus, the, the, the oh, mule. that's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know. I did seven.
1: Yeah. Huh.
0: Super Dad, I did. Super Dad, yeah, and the Shaggy DA. Wow, I did. <laughs> they were, they like me over there. They were and they was was so much fun working for Disney. Really, the beautiful studio and the people are all love. They all are happy to be with Disney. You know.
1: Now, had you ever met uh, Walt Disney? No,
0: I never did. He he passed away. He had passed already. I never met him. No. Yeah.
1: yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I like I say I skimmed over your your credits and, and I knew you had done some, but I didn't realize it was seven of them. Seven, yeah. Wow, geez. So you worked with a lot of
0: uh, must Tim Conway. Oh yes, he's so funny. He's so unique, Tim Conway. He's funny, and there's nobody like him. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, I think he's very good.
1: Yeah. You, of course, mentioned in your book that you you always loved animals right from when you were young, Uh, but you're the founder of Natural Balance Dog and Cat
0: Food? When I was eight years old, I used to collect every week if I was good. My mother would take me to a different pet shop, and I would buy a different pet. And so I had such a menagerie. I had a whole floor on the the third floor. I had a whole room full of alligators and turtles, (laughs) everything you can imagine, horned toads. And uh, then in the backyard, I had goats. I I always have loved animals, and when I was a kid, I wanted to have a pet shop when I grew up. Of course, I changed. But anyway, I've never lost my love for animals, and now I've got that dog food, uh, natural balance, Mm -hmm. and it's doing very well. And it is a good food. There's no byproducts in this. You know, there's no corn, no soy, no byproducts. So it's doing very, very well.
1: Yeah. Jeez. Jeez. So, uh, and, and you've always, like you say, you've always been a, a, an animal lover. So is, is that,
0: was that just a natural thing that you, you progressed into? Well, no. It was sort of. I was on the John Davidson show as a guest. Remember the John Davidson yes. oh, yeah. show? Yeah. And when they broke for lunch, I sat next to the guy that plays the drums in his band. And he said, we, we started a talk, and he told me he rescued animals. And I said, I do that too. And he said, well, I have an idea to make a holistic dog food. And I said, gee, that sounds good. There were no holistic foods at that time. This was 1989. I said, you know, I played tennis every morning with a veterinarian, a woman veterinarian, and I'll mention it to her. So the next morning I mentioned it to the woman, and I said, this, this guy I met thinks we could make a holistic dog food and with you know, just all health foods in it. And she said, that's a great idea. She said, I could make up a very good formula. So we got together, the three of us. And we got the food on the market. Petco took it. And now it's going through the roof, to tell you the truth. It's really doing well. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, I, I know recently, uh, I think it was a couple months ago, you received an, an award um, for, with Joanne from Joanne Worley's group. Um, is it Pets for or, you know, or Actors?
0: Actors and Others for Animals. Yes, yes, yes.
1: You got an award for that. I
0: got a, I got it sitting right here in the living room in front of me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. In fact, Joanne was a guest on the show, too, at that time when they were promoting the event.
0: Oh, um, isn't she funny? Oh,
1: she's a riot.
0: She's outrageous. <laughs> she is funny. <laughs> yeah. Just thinking about her, I make, it makes me laugh.
1: <laughs> of all the TV shows uh, and movies and everything, is there anyone that was your favorite or, or a couple that were your favorites over the yes. others? Yes. Uh,
0: I, we became very close on I Remember Mama mm-hmm. for those nine years we were on. And I I, I I think that was one of the most fun jobs I ever had. I was just a kid, you know, but it was really fun. And I loved Ada's enough. And I loved working with Lutton and Fontaine. I think I learned a lot from them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I was with them from the time I was 16 until I was 19, 16, 17, 18, and 19. So I almost sort of grew up with them. And I was three years on the road and a year I mean three years on Broadway with them and then a year on the road. So I was with them for four years and they were a good influence on me, I think.
1: Now eight is enough. Um, yes. how did you come about getting the part well, of of Tom?
0: It's weird. I did a pilot for the Love Boat. And you know only one out of ten pilots sell. Wow. So this was in nineteen seventy six. I did a pilot for the love boat. And then I did a pilot for the show called Eight Is Enough. And they both sold. So now ABC didn't know which one to put me into. So they said, well, we'll let you make your choice. Which one do you want to do? Do you want to do Love Boat or do you want to do Eight Is Enough? And I thought that the part of Eight Is Enough was a little more prestigious. So I picked Eight Is Enough. Well, Eight Is Enough was only on for five years. And the Love Boat was on for ten years. So maybe I made the wrong choice. I don't know.
1: Well, but, you know... Even though there was a, a big difference in the time it was on, I think Eight is Enough meant something different, uh, yeah. a, a different way. Um, yes. I mean, it was, you know, Love Boat was good, it was funny and everything, but uh, Eight is well, Enough, you know. It
0: was deep, a deeper show. Right, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, what what part were you up for in the Love Boat? The Doctor
0: love... on the Love Boat. Oh, so. They, when I didn't get it, I suggested a friend of mine, Bernie Coppell. Doctor. Yes. And Bernie Coppell played the part. Yeah. Yeah
1: Yeah so I mean You know You had your choice Of two great shows Anyway Isn't
0: that funny They both sold And now I didn't know Which one to take And I took Eight is enough I'm glad I did though I think it was The right move Yeah yeah Now was it a close cast Oh eight is enough Was very close Now let me tell you Why I love doing it I grew up on a show As a kid actor And I remember mama She's now always Working with eight kids Eight kid actors So we had a certain Bond together You know and and the wife, Betty Buckley, was wonderful. So we got along very well, and we still all keep in touch. In fact, the next week, we're going to be on the Today Show. Oh, today, yeah. That Today Show. We're going to be on the whole cast.
1: Yeah. is this, Ask
0: all of us what we've been doing lately and everything. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. We'll all be together in New York. We'll have fun, you know.
1: So when was the last time the whole gang was together? Do you remember? Mm, let's
0: see now. Boy, uh, all of us together. I don't think we've been all together since uh, the show went off the sh- air. Yeah, yeah. But it was, I, I've seen them, you know, three or four of us together. You know, just a couple of weeks ago, I was with Adam Rich and Willie Ames. We had dinner together about two weeks ago.
1: Wow. So yeah.
0: we all see each other once in a while, you know.
1: Yeah. So what? Uh. So Betty's going to be there, and Grant, and yeah,
0: they're all going to be there. Wow.
1: Yeah. That that'll yeah. be nice. With the show, are there any fond or funny memories that you can remember from the show?
0: From 8 and Enough? Yeah. Nothing really that funny happened in 8 Is I, Enough. No, no, it wasn't live, you know. Yeah. So there were no mistakes being made. If there was a mistake, they would shoot it over. Right. So <laughs> nothing funny happened. Yeah. But I sure had fun working with kid actors, because I was a kid actor myself. They were doing exactly what I did. I grew up on I Remember Mama, and they were growing up on 8 is Enough. And I used to tell them, you're only as popular as the show that you're on, so don't let it go to your head. My mother used to tell me that. She used to say, you're only as popular as the show that you're on. Mm-hmm. So don't let it go to your head. Yeah. And I used to jump into those kids, too. Mm-hmm.
1: So did you sort of, knowing what they you had been through, did you sort of take them under your wing and try to guide them a little yes,
0: bit? Yes. They used to ask me for advice lots of times, and I think most of the advice I gave them was pretty accurate.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was such a good show. And, I mean, everybody, you know, Used to w- watch the show and just wait for it because it was so, you know, it had some meaning to it, and uh, it, was, it, was, it was. You it all was such good. a good it job. Was
0: very well written. It was written by a fellow called William Blinn, B L I N N, and he was wonderful. We owe a lot to him.
1: Yeah.
0: Now. I also owe a lot to Little Adam Rich. I tell you, uh, the reason, pe- that, one of the big reasons that show was a hit, people fell in love with him. Oh yes. He was the one that played Nicholas. Yeah. They loved him. And I know he got into trouble later with drugs and everything, but uh, he's all clean now. He's perfect, so there's no problem anymore.
1: Oh, that's good. That's a good yeah. to hear. Always always nice to hear that. Uh, yeah. So that, that'll that be something when you all get back together. I can't
0: wait. I'm really excited about it.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that that'll be something. And
0: uh, It's in about two weeks. hmm We're going to New York. I don't remember the exact date. Yeah.
1: Now, um, I, I appreciate you taking so much time, and, and uh, th- there's so many other things we could ask you, but uh, I know you know we're, we got to start winding down somewhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to mention uh, that there's a, qu- a couple questions that we ask of uh, all our guests, and um, we were just uh, wanted to know uh, what would you consider your favorite. TV shows of all time not necessarily ones that you were in but just your personal favorites that you have enjoyed
0: All right, I'll tell you I think the best show was All in the Family really oh that was so funny it was it was so different they went places that TV never went before and it was very good I thought it was a wonderful show All in the Family Mm -hmm. it was well acted and well written Norman Lear no wonder it was well written right you know But I would say all in the family, and my second I would say is Get Smart with Don Adams. Oh, that yeah. was a wonderful show. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Now, nothing on TV right quite now as good as those two. I don't think. Yeah. Well, Mel
1: was associated with that, right? That's right. He yeah. wrote
0: it. Yes. Yep. He wrote Get Smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, now the other question. How'd you know that? Most people don't know that. Oh, I. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I enjoy... know all TV trivia, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: Uh, I, I enjoy Mel's work and and really enjoy you know the, the shows he's given us over the years and uh-huh. uh, so I, I, I sure I,
0: is good. You're right. Got, you're right to be that way.
1: Yeah. Uh, another question is, what are your favorite movies?
0: Oh, that's good for me. Double Indemnity with Barbara Stanwyck and Fred huh You remember that one? Oh, yes. Yeah. A Place in the Sun with Elizabeth Taylor and mm-hmm. Montgomery Clift. Oh, what a good movie that was! Yeah, and Gone with the Wind. I know that's an obvious one, but it was so good. Gone Mm. with the Wind. I thought I would have to say they're my three favorites, and there's a lot of others that I loved, but but those would be my three favorites. Yeah, right off the. Yeah, I loved them. They were wonderful. Oh yes. What great stories!
1: Classics, that's for sure.
0: Oh, I love The Postman Always Rings Twice, too. Remember that? The original? The original one with John, John Garfield, Garfield and Lana yes. Turner. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was a great story.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, that,
0: it was the... so many twists and everything. You never knew what was going to happen next.
1: Yeah. In fact, <laughs> they remade that with uh, Jack Nicholson. It wasn't quite as good. It wasn't. No, uh, the the original
0: is... <laughs> the original was so good, it's hard to get as good as that. It's right. Really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh. Um, do you agree with me on some of those movies?
1: Me? Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. I'm oh,
0: glad you do. Oh yeah,
1: there's. I mean, you know, those are all classic
0: movies. Yeah, there's another one that I love too. It might, it, might be, it might be too young. Dark Victory with Betty Davis. Dark. Oh, that was a good movie. That
1: one I'm not sure of. Oh, yeah.
0: I figured it might be going too far back, but <laughs> it was dark. It was called Dark Victory with Betty Davis, and some of your listeners out there will remember it. And say oh yes they'd be happy too that was a great movie yeah huh.
1: yeah well well John Garfield movies uh, my father always liked those too so I, I you know have seen quite a few of the John Garfield movies oh so, yeah yeah
0: and uh... his name was Jules Garfinkel oh really that was his real name Jules Garfinkel yeah. huh he was the, you know he was ahead of his time. He was acting like Marlon Brando and all that long before Marlon Brando came around. Mm -hmm. He was ahead of his time, John Garfield. I think. Yeah. You know, he threw lines away and he sort of mumbled them and everything. Long before Brando. Uh
1: Now, uh, this is another question that uh, is similar to those two: Uh, music. What's the type of music that you like?
0: Well, I we have a station here in L.A. called 1260 AM, and they play. All the old standards. Mm-hmm. And I have it on all day.
1: Like Sinatra? I love,
0: I love the old standards. I don't like today's music. Today's music doesn't have a tune mm-hmm. to me. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. <laughs> but I love the old standards. Oh, I really love them.
1: Yeah. Now, being next-door neighbor to uh, Michael Jackson at one time, were you, were, did you ever listen to any of
0: his, his music? No, my sons loved it, but I didn't. know. I didn't go for that music yeah. so much. Yeah. <laughs> No, I didn't. I'm probably wrong, though. I don't know
1: well, no, everybody, you. Ha- you know, every uh, you know, every yeah. era has their music, and uh, <laughs> you
0: know. But I love the old standards, Doris Day, and all those people. Oh God, I love. And you know who I, you know who I loved. I mean, I liked Sir Frank Sinatra, but even better than Sinatra, they don't realize it was Dino Martin. He mm-hmm. had such a good voice. He was so handsome, and he could be funny. I think Dino Martin was one of the funniest men. Yeah. true humor. And Sinatra, as great as he was, he could never be funny. But Dean Martin was funny.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Jeez. Mm. Well,. Dick, I I, I want to thank you so much. Uh, oh, it was fun talking to you. This has been fascinating and, and enjoyable, and, and listening to you talk about the old movies, the old TV shows <laughs> and everything is just, you know, uh, love hearing those things.
0: Oh, I enjoyed it very much. And
1: uh, I want to encourage everybody to get 80 is Not Enough uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by Dick Van Patten, and we'll put a link on our website so people can get to it uh, easily. Oh, that's great. And they uh, can go out and uh, enjoy the book just as much as I did.
0: All right. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you very much.
1: Dick Van Patten, he's such a nice guest. I want to thank him very much for taking the time to talk to us. Our 100th guest right here on On Screen and Beyond. And uh, it's it's, it's such great stories he's got. If you want to learn more... Uh, we have a link on our website where you can click and you can get his book and his book has things he's told us about and all kinds of other things a very interesting story so uh, check that out and this being our 100th show i want to thank all of you for who have sent emails over the past 100 shows and uh you know you you've, you've said some very nice things about the shows. You appreciate it. And we appreciate hearing from you. And I want to thank you for suggestions that you've given us. Uh, We do uh, try to connect with every single one of them. It's not one of these things where we put them aside. Um, We are trying. Uh, We've gotten many of them, but uh, there's some that we just haven't been able to connect with. Uh, Hopefully we've had some that said, well, try back again at another time. We'll see what we can do. Um, Others uh, we're still working on trying to find a connection because sometimes we can't find the connection. So uh, if you have a suggestion, you can send it to us at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and we will try to get uh, somebody you'd like to have us uh, interview and see what we can do. And I want to tell you that we have some fascinating guests coming your way in the next few months. Uh, We've lined some people up, and we're always trying to get more people and we've got some coming up that, that you're we know you're going to love. Uh, we try to get something for everybody. We 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 go back and get people from uh, great old shows, and, and we have some coming up from new shows, and, and all over the map. We just try to get as many as we can uh, to try to keep the audience uh, happy. And uh, we'll see what we can do. But coming up uh, next week, we got a great guest coming away. You'll want to listen to it. It's coming up next week right here on On Screen and Beyond. Till then, this is Brian Zemrak. Take care we